Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a special podcast that we have going today. We have a little subsection podcast that we're going to call Truck Talk with the Boys. My name is Mr. McKay. I'm here with Mr. DeCosmo and Mr. Kellett, and we are three members of the Four Score and Seven Podcasters group, and we're going to be talking today as a little subsection of our podcast about some things in history that interest us, a little bit more fun topics, things that are kind of just questions we wanted to pose. Not a normal podcast that's filled with historical facts, but just more of a discussion. So before we even get going, before we even get into it, boys, how are we doing today? Welcome to Truck Talk with the Boys. I feel fantastic. There's about an hour left in the school day before I go home and cook up a storm. It's going to be great. I'm feeling good. I'm really excited, guys. I think that if we do little segments here with different hosts, it allows you to you know, get a slightly different voice, different feel for uh, talking about history, realizing that history can be fun. You can have interesting conversations about it, and uh, you, know, you can explore it in ways that are you know, fun things to talk about with your friends, with your peers. And you know, these these uh, these little episode segments are going to be all about that is is us talking with our peers and friends about things that we find interesting and we hope to have a good time with it. All right. So just to give you a little bit of background about what Truck Talk with the Boys is, uh, Mr. McKay, Mr. Kellett and myself sometimes head out to lunch and uh, we think we're hilarious in the truck there and on the way back. We talk like, I don't know, all kinds of crazy history stuff, life stuff, and we kind of just let it ride. We let the thoughts flow. Okay. So Truck Talk with the Boys, uh, podcast-wise, is just us having a chance to maybe speculate about historical topics, uh, push ideas back and forth to each other, and maybe, hopefully, be a little bit ridiculous in our answers. I mean, it's straight fun. We're just trying to be about fun. We're not trying to be about boring. We ain't trying to be about nothing else but straight fun. You guys had a topic. You guys wanted. We, we've talked about this before, uh, and uh, I think that we thought our first episode could revolve around a certain question. Uh, what's the topic we're talking about here, guys, today? Yeah, so I think we're talking about whether or not we would survive the American Revolution. And I think there's a lot to be talked about, uh, you know, time frame-wise. Would you be able to operate successfully given the circumstances of the day? And how would you have operated uh, during the actual war? And would you have made it through? Would you have survived the American Revolution? So before we even get into people's answers, like, let's just go straight up and yes, no. Like, Mr. Kellett, would you survive? No. Why? Well, listen, I mean, the world we live in today is, I mean, look, just we go look around us. We have so many luxuries. In our last episode, we were talking Mr. Cosmo going to the grocery store. Um, it's just, I can't even, we talked about um, the illnesses and we talked about uh, the physical challenges of the time. I mean, there's so much that people had to deal with. And, I, you know, I, I can only imagine that these things might have been insurmountable to me. Now, maybe if I'd been bored in the time period. Um, then things would be different, but just the I just have so much admiration for the the daily struggles that people had during this time period. I, I just don't know if I could if I could cut it. I really don't. I I think you're selling yourself short. But cause, what are you thinking? Yeah, uh, I hear what Mr. Kellett's saying with disease and difficulty of lifestyle. But I would like to hold myself uh, on a higher level and say, yeah, I could make it. I think I would rise to the occasion. I'm not saying it's a definitive yes because who knows? You know, I'm in the front line on Lexington and Concord and. I get hit by a musket ball that someone was trying to aim at the guy three way, you know, three, three or ten feet away from me. <laughs> that could be taking me out, or I catch smallpox, or a million other things. But uh, would I have the fortitude to push myself 
and make it through if it was a possibility i would like to think yes i'll tell you if the, if, if i'm in if i'm in a battle mr DeCoswo, and you know i need i need somebody by my side i think that you or mr mckay i think i feel pretty good about about that i think you guys are pretty tough tough dudes and you don't you know, you wouldn't back down. That's the impression I get. I mean, let's be honest. I would absolutely 100% fight, and I would have absolutely 100% been shot. Like, let's not <laughs> kid ourselves with that. Like, I am not the most in shape when it comes to fighting, and I feel like I would have absolutely represented my country, but I feel like I would have been, like, the guy that they aimed at. Like you said, Mr. Cosmo, they've been aiming, like, three guys over, and they would have hit me and sniped me down. Yeah, I feel like uh, for the time frame, I'm, like, seven feet tall, so this huge gangly target running around and like easy to shoot at uh it would be a tough situation for sure out there i think when you don't back down that's the guy that catches the musket ball in the chest the biggest thing for me too is like not even just the fighting and like the war but like all right now i i can't i can't cook i can't i can't grow uh crops and plants and things like that that we need to survive like we got a green thumb over here we can definitely do it but I wouldn't be able to survive for my family. I think you like, can learn. You're a smart guy. You can learn how to do that stuff. Don't can you, you imagine relying on that, though, every day? Like, oh, well, it's, it's cold out right now. Better go get the crops ready or hope you saved enough food over the winter because guess what? You're probably going <laughs> to die if you didn't. <laughs> it's true. And the crazy part about the crop harvesting is, like, you grow that stuff starting from the spring. And I, I don't know if you've been to the farm stand, but it all comes out at once. So when the crops are ready, you just to put it in the fridge. I just put it in the yeah. fridge. <laughs> they're, they're not harvested on your schedule. It's harvested on nature's schedule. So if nature says the tomatoes are ready, the tomatoes are ready, and you better go get them, or you're going to starve to death over the winter. And this is one of the main reasons uh, people don't realize warfare. They would take out like timeouts during the planting and the harvesting seasons. Armies would not fight each other during the planting and the harvesting season because both sides would realize if they do that, there's going to be a massive food shortage and starvation that's going to threaten the stability of their country. Can we, can we, sorry, Mr. Pekay, I know you're about to talk to Can we talk a little bit about communication like during the time period? I mean, I'm big on knowing why I'm doing something, knowing what's happening around me, and we get that information from the web. We get that information from our cell phones, from our podcasts. Yep. Right? You know, We're talking about uh, a new country being born – and they're learning about it through piecemeal, through letters. Uh, we're talking about raising an army, and, and the army's trying to coordinate with other parts of the military in all different parts of the colonies. And, I, you know, I just can't even imagine. I, I try to explain uh, to my students but he, that you know, this is we're talking about everything in slow motion when it comes to communication. A lot of people making decisions on their own without orders. Uh, because they just they simply didn't have all the information they needed, and you know, that's something we take for granted in this day and age. Just to defend your family too. I mean, even in some parts of the area, I mean, you're like um, could be a mile away from your neighbors. You, you, you need information fast if things if things kind of spill out, and it's like, uh oh, like here it is. Better figure it out right now because it's not fast communication. Yeah, and like let's say I don't know, you're a small military commander, and you have to head out to Springfield. Well, you don't hop on like I ninety West. For 45 minutes and then you end up in the city like you're trapping you're, you're trekking through the woods wait a minute you couldn't call an uber <laughs> you could they just wouldn't come oh okay okay <laughs> right, we got the latest app i <laughs> work out yeah I mean, you know you know, carry your uh, pigeon maybe hook you up with a ride you know yeah. give you send your message out there your for horse's you? name might have been uber <laughs> he might give you a ride you never know <laughs> nay <laughs> yeah so uh travel obviously would be extremely difficult um the thing that i was always thinking about the american revolution is two things, uh, the lack of food and the constant cold 
with insufficient clothing. Now, I can kind of feel this a little bit because I ice fish, and I'm a thin guy, so like my joints, my fingers get super cold, and I have special gloves and whatnot, but if you've never been in sustained cold, it's hard to describe uh, how uncomfortable it is and how much you just want to be warm. I'm not going to lie to you. That would straight stink. To be cold all the time, you're just not just like every day, but for like days, weeks. And hungry, and there's no way to warm up. You don't have sufficient blankets. I think it was, what, 20% or a quarter of the, uh, the guys didn't have shoes. So your fingers and toes would be so cold and so uncomfortable. It would be like unbelievable. And your reward? Going to get shot at and possibly die. Yeah, and then when you get shot at and you don't die, you come back to camp and you get a bowl of hot water with flour in it for dinner. Mmm. <laughs> that sounds not amazing. The, not the Thanksgiving cooking that, that we're all looking no, forward to. And this is no, why you, you know, this is why you would be thankful when you have a big feast because you fought through a war. Your fingers and toes, you know, you couldn't even feel them. You're eating soup made out of flour, and then you get through the war and you're back home and you have enough to eat. You had a good harvest. So on and so forth. But it, it also makes you feel like it makes it a lot easier to quit. Like, say, screw this. Like, I'm out. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of being cold. I'm tired of being hungry. I'm tired of being where it is. And I know going home wasn't a great option either because you, you were still, you know, thanks to the blockade, you were still in a tough position and things weren't great. And, you know, obviously you're a turncoat to your country. But, you know, just this idea of, like, constantly being cold and hungry and miserable and, and risking your life. For years, it's just... Yeah, I'd like to just share one quote. Uh, I watched that show, Mountain Men, and it's kind of like rustic living, like 1800s-style living, guys that you know live in uh, Alaska or Montana, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, one of the guys that lives in Alaska, he said something that, that struck me, and it makes me think of Valley Forge. He said, anybody that doesn't think that being warm and having something good to eat isn't the best thing on the planet hasn't been cold or hungry enough. And I think that's exactly what it would have been at Valley Forge. I think it's important for us to reflect on this sometimes, guys. You know, this whole idea of us getting together and having a conversation about history was because we wanted to have a good time and enjoy ourselves and and share share our our passion. Um, so, you know, hopefully, um, you know, talking about this sort of stuff it gets people to realize that uh, we're lucky to have what we have. We're lucky to. Uh, you know, be able to have these uh, experiences and conversations because, uh, you know, life life was tough for the people who made our country the way it was and people who started the United States of America. So, um, you know, history is about kind of having perspective and teaching history is about having perspective. So um, I, hope you, I hope you've enjoyed the first episode of Truck Talk with the Boys. Truck Talk with the Boys. Truck Talk with the Boys. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll be coming at you. We're also going to have some other podcasts with some other hosts. You know, different combinations of the teachers here coming together. Um, and, I, uh, I can't wait to hear the ladies' podcast. I know they're really excited about it as well. They've been talking it up, so we'll have a ladies-only ladies, ladies only podcast. We'll have mixtures. It's going to be fun. Yep, and you'll get to know your teachers in different ways. So uh, with that, have a great afternoon. See ya! See ya!